Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Good Isru Chag. I hope everybody's Yom Tov was good and especially meaningful under these most challenging of circumstances. Hopefully, as we counted last night, the eighth day in the Omer, Mir Hashem, we're counting very soon to when we can get back to our Batei our Mikdash Ma'at, that I'm sure all of us miss so very, very much. I'd like, oh, wait a second, let's start with the usual protocol. And that is, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Shmini. According to the Chinuch, Pasha Shmini contains six positive mitzvos and 11 restrictions, including the primary uh, laws of Kashras. When it comes to the animals, when it comes to the fish, when it comes to the birds, uh, those cra- uh, crawling uh, creatures, what you can and what you cannot have. I'd like to begin with something very different, and that is... As we took leave of the Seder last week, and as we just took leave of the Yom Tov of Pesach, I thought I would share with you just a very quick rundown and explanation of Chagadja. Yes, I said Chagadja. Because to be very honest with you, most of us, when we come to Chagadja, we are, well, either just about falling asleep, exhausted, etc. And really, who's got time to sit and take a look as to what is going on? Well, for the second Seder, I had that privilege, and I was excited to see the commentary of the Vilna Gaon on Chagadja, and we'd just like to share just a little bit with you so you'll know what to look forward to for next year. Unless someone should say to themselves, oh, come on, that... uh, why waste our time with some kind of a, you know, nursery kind of a, a rhyme, etc.? Just know that, according to many, this is attributed to the Rokeach, who was really, you know, at the end of the Rishonim, and the very beginning of the period of Achronim, and understand that they write very clearly, the Chidor wrote very sharply, that somebody made fun of the whole idea of Chadgadja and told people not to include it in their uh, Haggadah. And the Chidah wrote exceedingly sharply against that person, saying very clearly, not only attributing it to the Rokeach, but to say that all of our piyutim have deep meanings to it. So this is the commentary of the Gra. Chad Gadja, Chad Gadja. What is this? One goat, one goat. So he sends you back to Parshas Toldos when Yitzchak sells Esav to go out to the field and bring him the food that he likes, that he will bless him, a night of blessing. So we know that Rivka intercepts and she gives Yaakov shnei gedoye izim, two goats, chad gadja, chad gadja, one for the korban chagiga, and one for the korban pesach, as Rashi brings on the spot. Yaakov gets this, namely the bracha, the zabin abba. He, Yaakov, our father, purchased or acquired this bracha with 
these chagadja, chagadja, with that which he brings his father, and he gives it to Yosef, as we know. And now, as a result, what happens? Oyoyoy, Osa Shunra, comes along the cat, and the nature of the cat is to be jealous. And who is the Shunra? Says the Gra, the, the brothers of Yosef. And what do they do? They take a bite out of Yosef, namely they sell Yosef. And what happens? Unfortunately, the Jewish people come down to Mitzrayim, and we start off good as we know, and then what happens? And the Osa Kalba, who is this dog? The dog, says the Gra, is the Paro, Melech Mitzrayim, who comes and he is Meshabed, as we know, persecutes, enslaves the Jewish people. Comes along the Chutra, which is the staff, the stick. Who is that, my friends? That's the stick of Moshe Rabbeinu, with which Moshe does the many different um, makos and the splitting of the yam, with the help only of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, naturally, and therefore Mitzrayim is punished. Moshe leads Bnei Yisrael out. Yoshua brings Bnei Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, and there we have tranquility until we have a Beis Migdash. And then, as we went further and further in the time of the Beis Migdash, whether it's for the reason of giving man free choice and free will, unfortunately there arose a great taiva, desire for Avodah Zarah. And as a result of that, Asa Nura came along the fire. What is the fire? The fire is the fire of Avodah Zarah, and unfortunately burnt the Chutra. What was the Chutra? The Chutra was the staff of Moshe, all that Moshe stands for. The Avodah Zarah consumed that which Moshe stands for, namely our Torah, and as a result of that, we were into Golis. We lose the first base of Migdash, we go into the second base of Migdash. We go into, excuse me, to the Golis of Babel. We stay in Babel for 70 years, and we come back. Maya comes the water to extinguish the fire. Who is the water, says the Vilna Gaon? The water is the Anshe Knesset Agadola, the men of the great assembly, who Davin says the Gemara in Sanhedrin to Hashem, please remove the Avodah Zarah. And they were successful. Good. And so we had the second Pesach Migdosh until Ayayay for Asatura comes along the shore, the ox. And who is that? That our rabbis say is Edom, Rome, the Gullus that we are in now. And they're the ones that Shasolamaya, they destroy the second Pesach Migdosh. And let's move on. Getting closer. Asa HaShochet comes along the Shochet. Who is that? The Mashiach ben Yosef. The Gemara in Sukkah tells us there's going to be two Mashiachim. The first one is Mashiach ben Yosef, who is going to restore the economic and pride to the Jewish people. And then there's going to be the Mashiach ben David. So the Shochet is the Moshiach ben Yosef, who is going to topple Rome, getting us out of this Gullus, and then I, namely the angel of death is going to come, and he is going to kill the Moshiach ben Yosef, as is found in the Gemara Sukkah 52a. Okay, comes along the end of Chagadja, 
and tells us the Osa Kodesh Baruch Hu, HaKodesh Baruch Hu himself is going to come and Shochat Lemalach HaMoves, he is going to kill the Malach HaMoves and the rest, as we say from the uh, Haggadah and from the Haggadah is history, meaning that we end on a note of optimism. And that's what you have to tell yourself. We're going through difficult times, challenging. But where is all this leading? I'm not a prophet. I'm just telling you. We're going in the right direction, and it's going to be good. Okay, now, as we're getting closer to where we are today, we ended the Seder with Chagadja, the Yom Tov, that... Today is Isru Chag too, the Yom Tov of Achron Shel Pesach and Shvi Shel Pesach. It all is focused, says the Sapurno, on the Kriyas Torah that we read on Shvi Shel Pesach. It all focuses on the uh, celebration and the Shira of the miraculous deliverance at Yamsuf and the Shira thereof. Now, interestingly, the Mechilta teaches on the Pasuk of the second of the Ten Commandments. Elohim, really. You shouldn't have any other gods, literally, except for me. So the Mechilta, as well as the Yalkut Shimoni, brings the following Moshal to what may be compared to a king who comes to a nation, and the people as much as welcome the king, because he's a benevolent king, and they're happy to have him, so they say, please, Gezor, Aleinu, Gezeros, make decrees for us, make laws for us, and the king says, wait a minute, when you accept my malchus, my, my kingship, my sovereignty, my royalty, then, exor aleim gzeros, I will make uh, statutes and laws for them. And the Ramban, in his commentary on Sefer HaMitzvos, and Mitzvahs Asei Aleph, the very first one, he says that part and parcel of the mitzvah of Anoch Hashem of Emunah, is not enough to believe that there's a God, but to accept His Malchus. Now let me ask you, when is the first time that we accepted Hashem's Malchus, His sovereignty, His royalty over us? So in Mitzrayim, we saw Am, we saw that Vayaminu Hashem Moshe Avdo, at the Yamsuf, where do we have our accepting Hashem as our king? And the Grub points out in his parish of Aderes Eliyahu on the Pesach in Zos HaBracha, the first time we have it is Hashem Yimloch, the Olam Va'ed. At the Yam, Bnei Yisrael accepted upon themselves. Ah. Oh, accepted upon themselves God's kingship, His sovereignty. Because emuna is not only to believe, 
But like the Ramban said, it's to bring us to action. As David HaMelech says in Tilim 119, Pasuk 86, Kol Mitzvah Emuna. All of your um, mitzvos or or are, excuse me, Art Scroll translates faithful. But the Rambam, in his closing halacha of Hilchos Me'ila, at the end of Perek Ches, understands this pasuk to mean that inherent in our observance of all the mitzvos, we don't only observe the mitzvos so we can understand, it's all based upon our emuna. In this week's parsha, there is the laws of kashras. And what's that based on? It's based on one word, emuna. We don't keep kosher because it's healthier. That might be one of the side benefits, but we keep kosher for one reason. And I'll tell you something. If you really want to get emuna, you have to take a look. How many extra words in the Torah? Forget about extra words. I found four extra psukim. At the beginning of chapter 11, you find in this week's parsha, Vayikra 11, Hashem says, now hear this, now hear this. Which are the kosher animals? It has to have two characteristics. It has to chew its cud, and it has to have split hooves. Good. So what didn't you understand? So any animal that doesn't have these two characteristics is not a kosher animal. Any animal that does is a kosher animal. Stop right then and there. No. The Torah then goes on to give you four more psukim. Unbelievable. Four verses identifying three animals that do chew its cud but don't have split hoofs, and one animal that has split hoofs and doesn't chew its cud, so these four are not to be eaten. Now don't get me wrong, why did the Torah have to quote, use four more psukim? The answer is, guess what? Who but Hashem could have put down and said these, these are the only ones. Now guess what? In the last 3,500 years, no one has found another animal that, come on, either or, does both, right? You know, excuse me, that, 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 again, another animal that has one characteristic over the other. Meaning, the Torah lists that there are three that chew its cud and doesn't have split hoofs. We never found the fourth. We never found the fifth. We never found the second animal that has split hoofs and doesn't chew its cud. Again, that's not why we keep it. Because that's how we know it comes from Hashem. No. Kol mitzvot secha emuna. The idea of Hashem yimloch, the olam va'ed, that we sang in the Shira, is to lead us and to accept all of the Torah with a great sense of belief, emuna, and understanding what that which Hashem has given us. It's only and all for good. I just want to end with the following true story as told to Rav Meir Goldwicht, and this story is to be passed on because I think it will help many of us at this time. Now, this is told by Rav Meir's son that after one of his classes, an elderly man came up to his father 
and told him the following, I was in the Holocaust, and they took away everything from me. And the worst then came when I arrived in Auschwitz, and they stripped away my basic identity and gave me a number. No longer was I a person, I was just a number. And as I laid in the barracks the first night, I didn't know what to do. I then proceeded to look all around and looked at the numbers on my arm. And I started to add them up to the total of all the numbers. And I could not believe it. They added up to 26. The numerical value of Hashem's name. Then I realized that God is with me even in the darkest of times. And every time that things got harder and harder for me, I'd look down on my arm and say, God, please lift me up. This was the message of the elderly man. In life, almost everything can be taken away from us besides one thing. We can lose grandparents, Loalenu parents, family, friends. We can lose our money, we can lose our jobs, we can lose our freedom to walk down the streets. And the world can be upside down. Everything can be stripped away from us. Besides, our own choice of how we will look at life at that time. Will we constantly look in despair? Or will we find God on our arms and see that Hashem has taken us through these bitter times all throughout history? And as we were taken and survived all the trials and tribulations of history, He will help us make it through this one as well. The entire world is undergoing difficult times, difficult hours, minutes and seconds. But these are the times when we must try to look inward and choose to see Hashem's name and number in everything in our lives. Shabbat Shalom to all.